0: Thank God for the privilege, you know, to bring God's word to you this morning, and I want to say thank God for your life, for the grace that He has given you to be here this morning, and it's my prayer that the word that will come to you this morning will liberate you in the mighty name of Jesus, and to take you to that next level in Jesus' name, and to those joining us online or even watching this video in the future, we just want to say thank you for allowing us to bring God's word to your home, and we pray God bless you in Jesus' name. And just before we pray, I want to also say a very big shout-out to our pastor, Pastor Jeff. Uh, Thank you for the privilege, and thank you for uh, the trust. And as you can see, Pastor is not around at the moment because he's abroad traveling, and we pray that the Lord will bring him back safely in the mighty name of Jesus. Let us bow down our heads as we pray. Everlasting Father, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for your word that you have prepared to bless us with this morning. Holy Spirit, we pray for every one of us here that you grant us that understanding art in the mighty name of Jesus. And we pray that you will speak to us this morning in the name of Jesus. And that you will help us through this word to enter into our more in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us to be deliberate in our actions in Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen and amen. So, in this month of more, so far we've been looking at no different discussions around uh, what more really entails. And by God's grace, through our pastor, we've looked at the fact that we are all made for more. Hallelujah! And because we are made for more, our pastor charged us last week not to settle. Praise God! Don't settle where you are. Praise God! So we are, you know, made in God's image. So our identity is in the fact that we are made in the image and likeness of God. Praise God. So, you know, you need to be able to see yourself the way God sees you. Because without seeing yourself the way God sees you, you cannot tap into what God has really ordained for you. Praise God. And that, you know, summarizes what we've been looking at in the months past. And I want to believe the uh, podcast and the videos are available on Spotify and YouTube. So please uh, go there, you know, learn, and I pray the Lord will help you in the mighty name of Jesus. So this month, we want to conclude you know, the discussion that we started around the fundamentals for more. Last week, Pastor looked at identity, and he also mentioned that there are three fundamentals. The next two are your capacity and your capability. Praise God. And in the, you know, for us to focus on capacity and cap- uh, capability this morning, I want to exhort us on the topic that says, uh, Stewardship Habits to Access More. Stewardship Habits to Access More. And the anchor scripture this morning is from the book of Matthew 25, verse 14 to 30. There's a lot of verses, there are about 16 in total, but I won't be reading them all through. But I'm going to paraphrase. You know, the Bible tells us in this scripture that, you know, some times ago uh, there once lived a very rich man who was going on a journey. And this rich man has three servants or stewards, and he gave them different, bags you know, bag of money. You know, you can say one he gave five, the other he gave two, and he gave one to another. Praise God. And he gave it to them to invest or trade with. Now the first two, the Bible recorded it, that they invested it and they doubled what he has given to them. But for the last one, the third steward, the word, Bible said that he dug the ground and he hid what he has been given. And this morning, you know, talking about identity, I've come to realize that for us as believers, one of our main identities is the fact that we are stewards. Praise God. We are what? Stewards. And who is a steward? A steward is someone that manages things, resources, on behalf of another. Hallelujah. So God has entrusted you and I with so much as stewards to manage on his behalf. The money you have, God entrusted it to you praise God. The qualification, God entrusted it to you. The children, God entrusted them to you as stewards. Bible says that it is he that has given us power to make, to get wealth. So whatever we have, they are gift from God and he expects us, like the first two stewards, to use them faithfully and profitably. So your identity is, is that you are a steward. Bible says the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Everything belongs to God ultimately. He's just giving you part of it to use. Praise God. So when we have this understanding that we are stewards, it helps us in our daily living, in how we relate with God, in how we relate with God's own people. Now coming back to this story about stewards, each of the stewards, I would say, were given different proportion on the basis of their capability. Praise God. They were given different proportion on the basis of their capability. However, it is possible to say that their capacity is not yet exhausted. Praise God. He looked at one, he gave that one Five. He looked at the other, he gave him two. He looked at one, he gave him one. Why different size? You know, you might want to say, oh, as human, it's best to just be fair to all, give everyone, you know, equal and see what they do with it. But there is a place for capability. And that capability is a function of your present ability. Praise God. Your capability is a function of your present ability. But when we talk about capacity, it is more of the future. What you are able to do, praise God. If I bring a jar of maybe if I bring a jar here, the jar might have a capabil- cap, uh, you know, the maximum capacity that it can carry. But as soon as I continue to pour water into that jar, Until it reaches its capacity, you can still add more. So it is in the future. What God can do with you and I is enormous. But what he can do with you at the present time is a function of your capacity. Now, ask your neighbor, what can you carry? Or how much can you carry? So when we've talked about capacity and capability, we have established that what you get is a function of your ability or your capability at the present time. He gave one five, he gave another two, and he gave one one. And you can see that in that scripture, if you read the, the following subsequent verses, you can see that the master commended the first two and he said to the last one, you have wasted what I have given you." So if the last one had even gotten five, what would he have done with it? would have wasted it because his capability cannot carry it. And like Pastor was saying, if you get someone who has managed a two million no pounds business, and you take them to manage a £200,000 business, it's just a matter of time they will make that business a £200, £2 million business. Because they have the capacity. Now, you talk about somebody who has managed only a small proportion, £20,000 business, and all of a sudden you made that person the, the, the CEO of a £200 million business, what will happen? They will be so confused and do not even know how to make this decision. Praise God. So, for us as believers, God has invested so much in us. However, He will not give you anything that is beyond what you can undo. One, because God ate waste. He will not give you anything beyond what you can undo because He would not want you to waste His resources. Praise God. However, the good thing is that your capacity and your capability can both be increased. Hallelujah. It doesn't mean that when you were born, you have been given a limit. And once you get to that limit, that is it. No, you can grow. And with the help of the Holy Spirit, there is always more. Praise God. So for us, as stewards of God's blessing, God has entrusted so much into our hands, but we must first of all acknowledge that it all ultimately belongs to God. So in the discussion this morning, I want to emphasize four stewardship habits that will help to increase your capacity or even your capability for more. Four stewardship habits that will help to increase your capacity and your capability for more. We know that God wants to do so much. God wants to bless us so much. But if you cannot handle it, God will withhold it. No matter how much you love your son or your daughter, you will not give them what will kill them, even though it appears to be good for them. Milk is good. But if the child can only take one bottle and you feed that child with ten bottles, what happens? The child can choke. So for us as believers, God knows that he, you know, he desires to do so much for us. But if he cannot carry it, he just give be this time until when that time comes. So when you are praying for God's blessing, the other side you need to look at is, when God blesses you, what you, will you do with it? I think a couple of weeks ago, pastor was asking, if God gives you one million pounds, what will you do with it? Just ask randomly. For some of us, there is no God in the picture. For some of us, we'll first of all blank out. <laughs> Praise God. But the reality of it is, you know, Progress only comes when opportunity meets preparation. If you are not prepared for the blessing, when the blessing comes, you will not even know. And that's why when people are looking for business opportunities, they are looking for investment opportunities, don't need to tell them before they see the gap in the market because they are already looking. So, Let's look at stewardship habits that can increase your your capacity and capability. The first one is teachability. That is your willingness to learn and to apply what you have learned. Praise God. Your willingness to learn and to apply what you have learned. Brethren, if you get to a new place, the first question you ask is, how is it done here? Praise God. When you get a job and you have been onboarded into that job what do they do they give you policies praise god why because they want you to know how they do their things and why they do it the way they do it that praise god so for you as a steward to get increased capacity and capability you must first of all be teachable We must be open-minded and eager to learn eager to increase in your knowledge The Bible says in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 15, it says be diligent or study to present yourself approved to God. How many of us know that God, if he wants to, he can program the whole Bible in your head without you reading a verse? Yes? But only exceptional cases that God will do that. For many of us, we have to read, read and read, study and study before we actually understand what the Bible is saying. And that's why the Bible is saying here, study, be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a workman who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Brethren, you and I must not remain where we are. We must be or hungry for more knowledge. Study, read books. If I ask many of us, how many books have you read in this year? Maybe a few people might be able to say, okay, I'm still reading one. But you know that even people that already made it, they still have a list of books to be read in the year. If you know Barack Obama, for example, he will give you 2023 list of books. Bill Gates, 2023, list of books, why? Because they are hungry for more. Learning, teachability is very important. So for us as stewards, we must have that mind, that mind to seek feedback and to receive correction. If you get to a point and someone corrects you and you make that person your enemy for life, brethren, there is a limit what God can do through you and if you find yourself to be in a position that no one has corrected you in six months check yourself it might be that people have just said that one he will never listen so we must be have the attitude of seeking for feedback and taking correction Bible says the book of Proverbs chapter 9 verse 9 it says give instruction to a wise man it will be still wiser. Teach a righteous man and it will increase in learning. The scripture gives us examples of people who were taught and they received that learning. One example is Apollos. In the book of Acts, chapter 18, verse 24 to 28, Apollos was a man that was eloquent. And mighty in the scripture. That was how he was described. But the Bible says in verse 24 now a Jew named Apollos and Alexandra by birth, an eloquent man, came to Ephesus and he was mighty in the scriptures. If I'm reading Acts 18. Now, verse 25. The Bible says, This man had been instructed in the way of the Lord and been fervent in spirit. He was speaking and teaching accurately the things concerning Jesus, but acquaintedly only by the baptism of John. And he began to speak out boldly in the synagogue. But when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. This was someone that was said to be mighty in scripture. But two ladies called him aside and explained the scripture to him more. If you look at verse 27, the Bible says, and when he wanted to go across to Achaia, the brethren encouraged him and wrote to the disciples to welcome him. And when he arrived, he greatly helped those who had believed through grace. For he powerfully refuted the Jews in public, demonstrating by the scripture, scriptures that Jesus was the Christ. He was able to do some things, but when he was taken aside, he was taught he was able to do much more. So for you to do much more or to receive much more You need to be teachable, and I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. Just say to your neighbor, don't stop learning learning. and applying what you have learned. This is your key to growth and more. Hallelujah. You must continue to learn. Let's look at another habit. Next one is accountability. Taking responsibility for your actions and inactions. Brethren, there are people that it is only everything in their life going wrong in their life is the fault of somebody else. Praise God. It's the fault of another person. They never take responsibility. Even if they put their hands in fire, they will say, Somebody made me do it. And until you start taking responsibilities for your actions and inaction, there is a limit to where you can go. If you play the game blame, my wife caused me to do it, my husband caused me to do it, my children made me do it, there is a limit to where you can go. You need to be able to take responsibilities, knowing fully well that we are reporting to God and to others. If you look at Romans chapter 12, verse 14 verse 12 rather, Romans 14 verse 12, Bible says, so then each of us will give an account of himself to God. You won't get to heaven and you say, oh well, I, I could have made it, but you know that brother in church just made me hungry. Ah, oh, where's that brother? Is he on the way to heaven? Bring him back. No, you have to you know, give account of yourself, what you have done. So we must, you know, believers, as believers, be honest. We must be faithful and must be transparent. And you must be willing to be accountable to others. Everyone needs an accountability partner. Praise God. For a couple it might be between the husband and the wife. Let there be someone that holds you responsible. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17, As iron sharpens sharpens iron, so one man sharpens and influences another through what? Discussion. So you must have an accountability partner. And by having such people in your life, they may be able to help you to set goals that are smart. I know a lot of us have heard about smart goals. But I want to tell you, even in Christianity, you have to set smart goals. If we come here and pray that, Father, by this time tomorrow, oh, I want to have, I'll use money again, I want to have 10,000 pounds in my account. Okay, but how? If God said you are going to be great in life, and all you do is sleep, you'll be great at sleeping. But if God has told you something concerning your life and destiny and someone is aware, that person will ask you, so what are you doing about this? And so if you find yourself that no one is asking you, what are you doing about X, Y, and Z? Check. Praise God. By having and being accountable, it also keeps you on track. Thank God for technology. I know for many of us, or let me just say, ask you, how many of us here have already written down the plan for the new week? How many of us use a to-do list? Or you don't, everything goes. You're just sitting down, somebody just texted you. Oh, have you seen this movie on Netflix? It's very nice and good. I say, oh really, where's my remote? And I know Korean movies can do that. And we have some evangelists here for that. Praise God. Don't get me wrong, I watch Korean movies. Okay. Praise God. But what I'm saying is, everything should have their own place and time. I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. Another reason why it's good to be accountable is that it gives you you feedback. Praise God. If I ask us, how many of us will want an honest feedback? Many people will say, me. But in deep of, you know, in the art, don't want honest feedback. You know, the most helpful feedback are the ones that are brutal. Praise God. Now, as an academic, when I started my, my, my teaching role, my first, my first module that I taught, God. See the feedback. (laughs) Somebody wrote that, is there no place where they teach people how to use visualizer? (laughs) I sat down with that feedback. (laughs) Thank God, my guy is here, Dr. Austin is here. I sat down with that feedback. So where do we go from here? (laughs) Because definitely you want to pass probation. Where do we go from here? And then we started peer observation and we we started some you know, courses on teaching, how to engage students, you know, things like that. Now people will find complaint, they can't see. Why? Because everything has been has to be tailored out. But if I had gotten a you no know, you no know, just pampering feedback for a start. I might think I'm doing everything great. So when someone gives you an honest feedback, they love you. Hallelujah. So, like I said, couples can hold themselves accountable, but at the same time, singles thinking of getting married, that person that you want to marry, ask them, who are they accountable to? Who can call them to order? Praise God. If you marry someone that has nobody that, they, that can call them to order, you are in for a long one. Everyone must have one person that they are accountable to. Praise God. And if you want to you know, look at the example of scriptures, David was a man that was accountable to God. Even though King Saul wanted to kill him, he chose not to take responsibility, uh, you know, take King Saul's life by his hand. He waited on God. Okay, time is pressing. I don't know how 30 minutes just fly like that. Praise God. Okay, third point is generosity. I know now, when when we hear generosity, we start thinking of money, titan offering. Yes, I will talk about that. Praise God. Bible says in the book of Proverbs, chapter 11, verse 24 to 25, One gives freely, yet grows all the richer. Another withhold what he should give, and only suffer want. Whoever gives, or whoever brings blessings, will be enriched. And one who waters, will himself be watered. Brethren, to be sincere with you, when that which you are holding not enough to feed you, it might be your seed. When that you are holding is not enough to feed you, it might be your seed. We are people of faith but in the kingdom there are principles. When someone like Bill Gates says he's going to give out all he has before he dies (laughs) and he's still one of the richest men and he's giving so much, ask yourself, but why? One, give it and grow all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffer once. I tell you this, if 90% is not enough, 100% cannot be enough. If 90% is not enough, even 100% will not be enough. You know, like a child, you give your child biscuits, You are holding the remaining pack and you then say to the child can I have some and the child said no it's mine what do you do with the remaining pack will you say we have been a good child take more God gave you the blessing you now focus on the blessing and forget the giver of the blessing imagine you buy your child a toy the child likes the toy so much the child was you know, pestering you to buy that toy. And before then, if you go out and you're coming back, the child runs to you and say, Oh, welcome, Daddy. Where's my toy? And then when you now brought the toy to the child, you came back, you opened the door, you entered the house, the child is not running to you anymore. As a father, as a mother, how would you feel? As the toy now replaced you. As God's blessing now re- replaced the giver of the blessing? Brethren, there are people in the scriptures that gave generously that which they have. And Bible recorded it, that they received more. The widow of Zarephath was an example. She gave a last meal to Prophet Elijah and God miraculously multiplied her resources. Don't worry, I won't ask you to bring out all the money in your, in your pocket. But I want to tell you, is that givers never lack. And it is more blessed to give than to receive. And the people from where I come from says, where is the hand of the giver? At the top. Praise God. So if you want to test God, be a generous giver. Praise God. Time is pressing. But the last point that we'll consider is humility. Humility. When you are humble as a steward, it means that you realize your dependence on God and your unworthiness of his grace. The Bible says in the book of Pro, James chapter 4, verse 6, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. God opposes the pride but he gives grace to the humble. Verse 10 says, Humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. Brethren, being humble is very crucial to receiving what God has for you because God can use anyone to bless you. There are people that they bow to the pastor, bless you, sir, bless you, sir. But to the usher, they just say, who are you? But you know that that morning, your blessing, the word that will liberate you, that will open the door, God might choose to put it in the mouth of the usher. Yes? So, God is no respecter of person. Humility is an an attitude, it's no attribute. And it should not be given based on the identity of who you are relating with. Praise God. Naaman was humble enough to listen to the slave girl. Go and talk to this prophet. And then the prophet said, go and bow or dip yourself into the river. And he says, what? Some people, they, hum, they, hum, humble, they are humble enough to listen to people that are lower than them. But when they see someone that they think they are contemporaries, what happens? The shoulder goes up. Humility is very crucial for where God is taking you to. And you must know that you cannot take credit For anything that you have today. If you have a car, there are some people more handsome, more good looking, well dear than you. You don't have a wife. Whatever you have, God has given to you. You have to be humble in how you use it. Praise God. And I pray God will bless us in Jesus' name. I will close with this. Jesus Christ said in that book of Matthew 25, 14 to 30, he says, those who are faithful with a little will be entrusted with more. Praise God. But those who are unfaithful with a little will lose what they have. So for every one of us, my encouragement to us is to embrace these four stewardship habits. What's the number one? accountability, number two, number one, number two, accountability, Accountability. Accountability. number three, number four, humility. Humility. Embracing this stewardship habit will not only increase your capacity and capability, it also opens door for more. And I pray that we all receive this in the mighty name of Jesus. Why not bow down your head and pray? You know, for many of us, God has called us, God has given us blessings in the past, but we have wasted it. Why not ask God to show you mercy in the mighty name of Jesus? In that place that you have wasted his blessing, ask him to show you mercy in the name of Jesus. God ate waste, but if he had blessed you in the past and you have not used it rightly, he can withhold it. Pray that the Lord will show you mercy in the name of Jesus. Ask God to help you to become an equipped steward that is teachable, that is accountable, that is generous and humble in the mighty name of Jesus. Pray that the Lord will give you this grace to be teachable, accountable, generous and humble in your dealing with him and people around in Jesus' name. And lastly, ask that the Lord will increase your capacity and your capability to receive more in the name of Jesus. As you become even a true steward, ask God to increase, enlarge your capacity and capability in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Father, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for this word that has come to us this morning. We pray that you help every one of us, even to be the doer of your word in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us to be accountable, help us to be teachable, help us to be generous, Help us to be humble in the mighty name of Jesus. And at the end of it all, we will not lose our reward as stewards in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for the answered prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.